Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Can You Put Me On Guest List. I'm Katie Knight, and I hope everybody is doing well and everybody is safe out there in this crazy mad world. Um, I am really looking forward to my chat today with Lily Palmer. I have only met Lily once, once when I was doing a radio show at Blue Marlin and she was there and we got chatting and she was so, so, so lovely and she has had such an amazing career over the last couple of years so I was really excited about getting her on and having a chat with her about her beginnings and where her love for music started, her first gigs and what have been the most biggest challenges in her career so far and how did she overcome those challenges. We're also chatting about her work in the studio and what she's working on at the moment, how she gets creative and what a session in the studio is like for her. We'll also be ending with a fun round of quick fire questions which you know I all love and yeah this was just a really down-to-earth fun chat Lily is so sweet she's such a lovely lovely person so it was just nice just to have a just a bit of a laugh and you know find out more about her journey and where everything started for her and where she's going so It's great to have Lily on the show and I hope that you guys enjoy this podcast as much as I did recording it. This is Lily Palmer here on Can You Put Me on Guest List. How are you? Yes, I'm good. I'm at home. <laughs> I know. Yeah. What, where, where, where do you live? I live in Noordwijk. That's between Amsterdam and Den Haag in the Netherlands. Mm. So probably most people won't know that, but it's at the beach. So we're really lucky. <laughs> is it, is yeah. it nice weather there? No, that of course not. Um, it's right. the Netherlands, you know. So in the summer it can be really amazing here, but in the winter it's terrible. <laughs> oh my goodness. I know we haven't had great weather here over the last few weeks, but finally the sun is shining here in Ibiza. Yes. So nice. yeah, yeah. But we've had some, some quite cold weather. How is the situation over there for you guys? What's it what's it like? Yeah, so of course we're also in a lockdown. Um the numbers, the corona numbers are going down slowly. Good. But the measurements are getting more strict. Um, we have a curfew now as well from nine o'clock in the evening until four in the morning, I think. And uh, we had uh, quite some problems the last four days because a lot of teenagers, um, yeah, young people, I don't know, they were getting crazy about this rule and they were destroying things, destroying um, shops uh, in, in all the cities in, in the Netherlands. It was quite terrifying, but now it's, it's getting better. Oh no, that's not yeah. good, is it? No. People just follow the rules. But I think this is one of the biggest problems of this um, corona situation that the young people, um, well, they are not affected so much, but they have to do all of it and they are missing so much and Yeah, I don't know sometimes if it's the right way to just um, forbid everything because, of course, you will have illegal things happening where you cannot control anything. So, yeah, it's difficult. It is. It really is. But, God, fingers crossed things start, you know, picking up Yeah. in the next few months because it's been such a long time. Oh, no. Wake me up when it's over. You know? Literally, literally, please just wake me up when this nightmare's over. Yeah. So I like to start my podcast um, 
from the beginning, I guess. Um, and I wanted to know um, a little bit where your love for music began. Yeah, I've been always um, interested in music. Also, as a child, I loved dancing and singing. And my parents were um, very eager to um, force me to, to learn an instrument as well. So I um, learned uh, playing piano. Um, I even learned uh, guitar for a while. Unfortunately, I cannot really do it anymore, but I think that, um, yeah, that set the base um, yeah. for the feeling for music. And um, actually, a lot of people don't know that, but I started to listen death metal and hard rock really? music <laughs> before I was listening techno. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? At what age were you listening to that? Um, 15. Oh, really? yeah, I started, yeah, because my friends were really into that. We were more of the outsiders, you know, we were not so popular at school. So we were like the weird guys, you know, and we were going to all those metal festivals and it was amazing. I love that. It was really oh, fun. Amazing. Do you still listen to any now? Mm, no, not that I really choose for it, but if I listen to it, um, just on the TV or so, then I remember that and I really like it and some of the bands are still around, you know. I I, I love the positivity about it. Those people always, everything in black, like techno, um, yes. but uh, very uh, positive and having fun and very friendly. I love hanging around with those. Very guys. energetic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then techno came, of course. And, arrived. <laughs> and how did you get introduced into techno? Mm, that was in Nuremberg. Um, so I am born in Bavaria in Germany, next to Nuremberg. Uh, but the city is so small, so no one will know it. And uh, there, after listening to metal, I went out to some techno clubs, also the Rakete um, and the Hirsch. These are the clubs where I went first. And um, that's where I got in contact with minimal and uh, yeah, minimal techno. And I was really surprise well, what is this I, I didn't really understand what it is and I, I liked it so much and from then on I think I was in love oh and then what yes. made you decide like that you, this was something that you would like wanted to pursue as a career oh no no that, uh, no. No, that took uh, I don't know that took about eight nine more years or so <laughs> Wow, so you're yes. just enjoying the music, going out, going to attending different events and stuff, but never really thinking about, oh, this is what I would like to do. No, no, definitely not, because for me, to be honest, it was a, um, yeah, it was a men's job as well. Uh, yeah, I only saw DJs, there are no DJs, and um, I didn't really think about it, but I anyways didn't really know at that time what I want to do, what kind of work I would like. Um so I had really no uh, dreams about that then. Mm -hmm. um, I actually became a nutritionist. So really? Yeah, <laughs> that was my yeah, job before. Interesting. Yeah. And then where was the turning point for you? Yeah, the turning point was, um, that was six years ago, um, and I was living in Switzerland, and I broke up with my um, Swiss boyfriend at that time. And, you know, suddenly I, I had so much time and uh, I thought I knew something new. Um, I was uh, alone in that uh, city, you know, I, I had all my friends were from him and his family and I left all of that. So I had so much time. I, I wanted to meet new people and 
And then uh, at that time, I was really into uh, melodic techno or, and deep house. Mm-hmm. And um, then I got interested in it. And I thought, maybe now I can try it. You know, maybe now is the time for something new. And, and then I started. And then, so you were a nutritionist at the same time yeah. when you started DJing. So exactly. you had like your daytime and nighttime job yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Nice. yeah. And where were your first gigs? My first gigs were in Zurich in bars. That was really um, deep house, you know, chill out. And uh, yes. I really um, think that is a good way to start because you you can make mistakes, you know, you can try out a little bit yes. what, what works or what doesn't work, but it's not a problem, you know, if, if it's not perfect all the time. And um, also I'm always a little bit more nervous with things like this and it's good to grow into it like that. Of course. Do you still feel nervous now when you have gigs? Mm, uh, not that kind of uh, scary feeling, um, but it's like a racehorse, you know. I stand there and I want to start and I'm, yeah, I, I, I'm very um, tensed, but positive. Yeah. 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 More, more like excitement, like exciting yeah. nerves. But not scared. I, no, I'm, I'm really not scared to be on the stage. I, I enjoy that a lot. Oh, that's so, so good. Um, So obviously you had like your daytime job and your nighttime job. Was there like a point in your career where you suddenly thought, okay, I'm going to have to maybe, well, I don't know, do you you still do stuff in nutrition or just totally finished? So Mm -hmm. at what point did you realize, okay, I'm going to have to kind of make a choice here and Mm -hmm. go down this route or down this route? And and what was the next steps for you after making that decision? Yeah, um, when I started learning it, I felt very fast, okay, wow, I love it so much. I have this passion for it. Um, And I think I immediately thought if I'm gonna put more energy into this then I want to do it also full-time so nothing really happened what made me choose that I um, I was more like okay if I'm gonna start this now I'm gonna give it, give it a certain time and if it doesn't work out then it's not a big problem but then it's more a hobby but if it does work out in this time then I'm gonna do it full-time and uh, I moved to the Netherlands because of egg bears and um, when I did that, that was three years ago, then I anyways thought I'm going to stop as a nutritionist because I didn't speak Dutch at that time. Yeah, and coming here and, uh, yeah, I don't know, and doing that same job was very difficult, you know. So I thought, no, the moment I come here to the Netherlands, I'm going to give it full time. Mm, so basically it. you just decided to put all of your energy yes. into just one thing instead of, like, splitting it into yeah. two different things. Because I'm not good in multitasking um, with my passion, you know, so I could really feel the more I do with DJing, the less I'm interested in putting more energy into my other job. And of course, if, if I have clients, you know, um, who I want to um, teach about a healthy lifestyle, then I also want to give 100%, but I could feel, okay, uh, I'm just not so interested anymore, so I have to change my, yeah. my, my yeah. way. I'm exactly the same. Sometimes when you have your head in so many different things and they could always be, they might even be things that you really enjoy doing and really love. But because you have got so many things going on at the same time, it's just like your heart isn't 100% in that, yeah. in that just one thing, right? Sometimes you just have to try and make that decision and 
just kind of go for it. And that's amazing that you did just think, okay, sure. you're cool. I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to do it. And see yeah, but I, I was scared as well because I know from my younger self that I can be very excited about something for a short time. <laughs> So I was really telling myself, okay, I mean, I had a really good uh, company going on I, um, and I, I gave it up for this. Your own company? Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was on my own and um, I was actually going to other companies and they paid me to train their em- employees and that was a really cool way of um, earning money but not having to go to an office from nine to five because I'm really not an office person like that. Yeah, um, yeah I'm the same. So I had a perfect lifestyle actually, but um, yeah, when I came here, I really thought, okay, this has to work, otherwise I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise you're like, okay, now what? Well, at least you didn't get bored of it though. You, the excitement oh, no. was okay. <laughs> So now I just, I, you know, I can always come, come back to it. And now I speak Dutch pretty fluently, you know, now I, it, would be, it would be no problem. But it's just a scary thing, you know, to, it's, uh, Switzerland is also not my home country. And then going to the next country, which is not for, um, where, where I don't have friends, where I don't have family and starting all over again, you know, it's scary. Yeah. You learned Dutch really quickly then if you just moved there three years ago. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, uh, you know, German and Dutch is very similar. Yeah, so yes. maybe... Languages yeah. must come quite easily to you then. Yeah, I'm versed in like mathematics and physics, and uh, but the uh, languages I like. What do you think has been like the most challenging part of your career so far? Mm-hmm. How have you overcome them challenges? Yeah, I think what was challenging is exactly what I just told that I was moving two times mm-hmm. because I, I could see the advantages which you have as a DJ who's, who has his home base, you know, who grew up in one city and he went, but I don't know, from 16, 17 uh, out in the techno clubs and the techno world, has his friends, connections, stays there and then can make that jump from local to international DJ because you have this support. Yeah. You know, you... you um, always have your buddies who let you play uh, the warm-up or something like that. And with me, uh, I don't know, I didn't have that at all. I also had the most friends out of the scene, mm-hmm. which was maybe also good because there's a lot of people in the scene, in my case, who told me, don't do it. Don't try to be uh, a DJ. And I didn't listen you know, so I had friends out of the scene and they were like, of course you can do it, um, go for it. But uh, yeah, I could feel that when I left Zurich and I came to the Netherlands that yeah, I knew no one and I had to start completely again, you know, people from Amsterdam, people from Rotterdam. Yeah. And um, of course, if you make that jump to, hey, now I'm known, then it does matter what kind of um, connections you have. But before it does matter. And that was a bit challenging yeah that's a really interesting fact that I've actually never really thought about before that you know a lot of DJs that start local and then jump to international artists that they do have that you know that local following before behind them before they do that jump um, because you mentioned before, obviously, about moving and not knowing anyone. Yeah. Uh, how, 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 did they, how did you adapt to, to, to the, this new situation, new place and new people? Yeah. And, and 
were they were they welcoming and inviting and pushing you to to you know to pursue your career as well? Mm, yeah, well, I I here Nordwijk is a very calm city. You know, here there's no people uh, who, who listen to techno or very little, and it's more of a surfer city. And that was very welcoming because I learned kite surfing, so um, I I felt uh, very fast that this is a group uh, who is very friendly and uh, who help you with everything. The Dutch people are anyways very open and friendly. But that uh, doesn't really have to do anything with music. Um, I actually didn't go so much to, to Amsterdam and, and Rotterdam because we are both, Egbert and me, we are not the, the guys who are like, oh, we are playing in Amsterdam, we have to stay there and we have to go on a party. I'm... We always want to go back home, you know, and then enjoy the nature here. So um, that's nice. Yeah, my my friends are actually more still in Zurich and in Germany, and um, yeah, I don't, I don't know with Egbert's friends. I I didn't want to be the techno girl who is together with this known star who then takes all of his connections. Yeah, you know this. This I hated that uh, thing that uh, people could really think that I'm trying to use him for my career. Yeah, you wanted to do it by yourself. Yeah, but that was so important for me. So that's why we are also not playing together mm-hmm. um, after each other sometimes. But even that, then it's always about you know. Then it starts from the promoters who is going to be the headliner and all that stuff. And I yeah, it is in a relationship not so easy to. Um, separate those things sometimes you know yeah yeah absolutely so really you kind of went like international straight away because do you feel like you have been like that would you call any of these places like your local place to dj or did you just kind of you just kind of went for it and it exploded really yeah i I know exactly when it happened Uh, it, it happened that i got more famous really from one day to the next after I played a Dutch festival. It's called Herfst Festival. Okay. And there, some videos went viral. Um, and that was just it. That Then it happened. But I feel like the, the where I really started my DJ career is Zurich. But I didn't make it uh, directly from there to an international DJ. No. That, uh, that took really two or three years until now, yeah, that, that it really exploded, you know, but I know exactly when it happened. That when was it happened. Yeah. I love what you said before, though, as well, about your friends that are, like, not in the scene. Mm-hmm. They were the ones that were really, really, you know, pushing you and encouraging you to do it. There's so many, like, you know, really successful people that have mm-hmm. been turned down so many times as, yeah. you know, you shouldn't do it, you can't do it. And, you know, when you read or listen to these stories about people that have just been like, no, you know what? I can do it and I am going to do it. And they're, yeah. they're successful. And it's just, it's like, it just, it's just a reminder of that. Don't, no matter what anybody says to you, if you want to do it, you can make it happen. 100%. Yeah. And I think maybe it really it was also an advantage to, to not have this local place. Mm-hmm. It was a challenge, but also an advantage because you can also get lazy. You have your little warm-up gigs everywhere. You know, you have your um, yeah. places who book you every time. And then you don't think out of the box anymore. I didn't have all of that. I could 
really it's a bit sad, but the people who I hang out before with uh, for, for techno, they um, all didn't contact me anymore when I started DJing. No. They were like, they don't like that or so. I don't know. It's, it's like, oh, you know, I was modeling before as well. Maybe that's why it's not... Yeah. so popular you know then oh, another model techno DJ or something like that I could really feel that and I was really more on my own you know and then uh, the good thing is you don't have anything to lose you can just try and exactly. go for it and maybe that pushes you to do always this extra step you know because that's me that I, I can feel like okay if someone tells me oh you cannot do that I'm going to be like, hey, maybe I can and maybe I can show you. Yes. But it's very hard, <laughs> of course, yeah. It is. Like you have, I think you have to have a strong mindset to think like that. But it's definitely that the most positive thing that you can, you can have as a person, I think, quality as a person. Like just being able to, you know, block out what everybody else is saying and yes. just follow your, your goal and what you want to do in life. Um, so no, I think you have like a really unique and um, exciting story. So that's why I wanted to ask you that question yeah. about how how you how you started out. Mm-hmm. Um, so lots of exciting stuff um, coming up for you. You've got a track coming out in February called Vertigo yes. Yes. on Spanning Records. Tell us a little bit more about about the release. Yeah, so Spannung Records, that's um, my... Spannen, sorry. No, it's a good. It's a German, it's a German word, you know, so... <laughs> and uh, that's my own label. And I started it last year um, when what Corona... Spannung means tension. Ah. Yeah, but it also means um, in German, it has something to do with electricity, you know. So it can be tension, but um, it, yeah, it is... The, the vault, uh, you know, the vault sign. Yes. The vault yeah, that, that 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 that's the meaning in German as well. Ah, yeah. Nice, good name. Yeah, and I, I like it because it's so much energy, and you yes. can, um, yeah, you can interpret it uh, in different ways. So, yeah, and I'm German, so I wanted to have a German name. Yeah, and what about the release? What about Vertigo? Yeah, Vertigo. Yeah, it's um, I, yeah, we've worked on that track uh, pretty long already, and uh, it has a nice vocal. It's a bit more melodic, and um, it's going to come out beginning of March, and end of February, we have to choose uh, the date still, and it's a single EP because I believe that singles work better. It's a little bit of a new approach, you know, you always see like two tracks or a whole album, but you know, I find it uh, sad that uh, the second track, or the other tracks never really get so much attention. Very true, very true. And you, you also put a lot of work into it, you know. And I really want to promote it a lot on social media. And I cannot do that at the same time for two tracks. So we said, if it fits, of course, you can also do more. But I want to focus on always one, which is amazing. So yeah, that will come out soon. Amazing. And I hope it will... I know I've seen some videos on Instagram. Yeah. Were you somewhere in the snow playing? Yeah. <laughs> it was really cool. Looked amazing. Where was that? Um, that was actually at that uh, location um, where I had um, that viral video from the festival. Ah. Yeah. 
special place. Yeah, that's really my place. And I really like the promoters. Um, and they're really happy that my video went viral back then. Yes. And then <laughs> I was writing them if I could maybe do a live stream there. And they, they were so nice. And they organized everything. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Is there anything else you're working on on the studio right now? Yeah, there's another track. Um, I will call it Traum. That's also a German name. And it means that- dream. Dream. Because it's it's also more, more melodic and it's very hopeful, but uh, yet also energetic. And uh, yeah, but I have to finish that. Nice. How do how does a studio session start for you? Mm-hmm. Do you just kind of just go in, sit down, and see what happens, or what's your your creative process? Uh, so I produce together with Egbert, um, and we have a really good energy together in the studio. Um, it's most of the time me. Yeah, that I come across a track which I really like, or it's one element of a track which I really like, and I'm like, Egbert, oh my god, <laughs> listen to this, and I want to do something like this as well. And then, of course, he gives his opinion to that. Um, sometimes he doesn't like it, but I'm still like, no, I need to do this or have this. And then um, we we just start with this idea, you know, with this kind of vibe. And then uh, it just flows or it doesn't flow. <laughs> that can happen too. But most of the time, it's, it's, it's just one thing comes to the next. And then uh, it's magic. That's how it happens. <laughs> does it, does it, um, does your, create, your creativity only happen? Like, obviously, creativity comes to you all the time. But do you guys kind of like, once you've closed the studio door, that's it? And you do other things? Or is it like an ongoing thing? Because are you like, in the middle of the night, Egbert, I've got an idea. Uh, If I would do that, he would kill me. No, he is that. No, no, no. No, I, could, I am like this. You know, I cannot let go. If yeah. um, I like it, then I would love to finish it immediately and don't stop, you know. But uh, he um, is very sensitive. Hmm. he's really such a genius um, and, and he can uh, he, if he listens to a track what I show him uh, what I just bought then uh, he analyzes it, it, this track immediately in his head and he knows exactly how this person made it I don't know and so wow. I'm not allowed to show him music after 6 o'clock in the evening <laughs> just, so Lily Lily has her two curfews one yeah exactly <laughs> And one when she has to be home. <laughs> because he cannot sleep. You know, then he gets crazy from it. Um, I, I do have that too, that I can I have the melodies in my head, but I don't mind so much. But he really cannot sleep. So yeah. we produce from 10 in the morning to 3 o'clock, something like that. And then we finish and then we go out and we go for a walk, you know. Oh, next, my next question was going to be, how do you normally disconnect from, from work? Yeah, we, we go out. We go kite surfing, we go swimming, we go running. Uh, now we couldn't go running because he broke his foot. So. <laughs> yeah. no. Oh, no, that must be painful, breaking a foot. Yeah, and you know, with the corona situation, our life got smaller and smaller and smaller. <laughs> and now it was just from the sleeping room to the, <laughs> to the living room and that was it, you know. Oh, that's so funny. I was talking to somebody, uh, it was nothing to do with music. It was on another podcast. It was all about Mm -hmm. mindfulness. And we're talking about, you know, the importance of being present. And Mm -hmm. I was saying like the amount of times when I don't feel like um, I I am that present, like I find it hard to come back. Like I'm always like thinking about something that's happened or something that's going to happen. 
And the guy said to me, he was like, there's a really good exercise to stay present. And that is every time you walk through a door, remember that moment and count how many doors that you walk through a day. Like, oh, and I was like, literally, it's going to be like 50,000 because I'm just at home all the time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm not really going anywhere. So that's, the, that, that, that's going to be how that goes. Yeah. Um, and you said that you do kite surfing as well. Yeah. At the moment, it's a bit cold for it. But um, if, if, Egbert wouldn't, um, if Egbert could go now, then I would join him. But uh, as he cannot kite right now, I'm not going because it's so cold that it gets a little bit dangerous as well, you know. Um, And then I like it if he's also there and he always has a look where I am, you know. So at the moment, I'm not really going, but I hope soon that we can go again. But uh, recently, we are playing computer games together as well. Oh, really? Yeah, (laughs) to disconnect from music. (laughs) What computer games do you play? Um, Age of Empires. I don't know if you know that. No, I don't know it. Okay. No, I'm a leg. <laughs> no, I was, when, you know, when I was 15 and I was this outsider girl, <laughs> and I was also playing computers games so much. And um, this game, I loved it then and I love it now. And we are playing this like every day, two hours, I think. You need to make a Twitch channel and do Yeah, that would be good, right? Do you know what? I absolutely loved what you did. I don't know if it was supposed to be like The Sims or if it was from a game, but that thing where you did that, where you changed outfit every single time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's so good. Yeah. I saw it it on TikTok. You know, I'm not really active on TikTok, but I believe in that I always have to check the latest trends. Yeah. Because my, my fans are getting younger and younger, so I have to see what is in, you know. And then I was seeing that um, someone did something like that. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. And it reminds me of the computer games where you can choose the outfit. And um, I, I just thought I had to try it. You know, it took me so long. I was going like, to say, how long did that take you? <laughs> I think three to four hours or something like that. <laughs> It was really good though, and I felt like it was like literally all of like your styles and everything that you. Oh did. yeah, it was perfect. Hundred percent, it's all me, you know. Maybe except that um, that girl in sweatpants who is trying to do cool because I'm not like that. I'm more weird, you know. <laughs> I, I I I could never be like cool again or something like that. That was wasn't me. Oh, no, it was um, yeah. it was really good, though. You even had, like, your uh, surf outfit on and everything. Yes. And did you see the, the last one with the beer in the hand? Yes! The Oktoberfest, yeah, because I'm from Bavaria, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so good. Well, I watched it so many times, and I was like, she's done this really perfect. It's <laughs> taken her bloody ages. <laughs> yeah, no, it was fun, and it was really worth it as well. Like, people loved it so much, so. Yeah. yeah. So with, like, obviously everything that's going on and, the, you know, this big, massive pause that the whole world is having, um, it's obviously also given us a lot of time to think and mm. reflect and think about our future and our past and where we're at in life. Um, how has this break been for you and, and what have you got out of it? Yeah, of course, um, first of all, it sucks, you know? Yeah. Because I think sometimes people are... Um, talking so positive about it like oh I'm finding myself and I'm so thankful that I'm like yeah yeah, come on it just also sucks you know (laughs) you can be honest about it um for me it came after I think the 
best period which I had. Um, and uh, it was really like a big cut. And first you're shocked and a lot of crying, a lot of what is this and what is happening. And then, yeah, the only thing what you can do, I think, to get over it is true, being thankful for what you have. Yeah. you're healthy you know your family everything's okay um that definitely grounds you and humbles you and um then for me the only thing is to to be creative and to go on you know to not give up I'm not gonna give up because of this you don't know um so I told myself I uh, well, with Egbert together we were thinking of course a lot what can we do first of all music you can always produce music Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it was important that I also can visualize it, which is social media, because otherwise you lose this um, contact to your fans. So the live streams really worked for me. Yeah. Because I said that I, I don't want to do those yeah, living room live streams. I do understand that, you, that, that, that some DJs did that. But to me, it takes a bit away of the magic of us DJs I'm not so interested in how someone is living you know I don't want to see Nina Kravitz in her in her living room because she's for me so magic and um, even though it can be cool to see it once I didn't want that for myself so I really tried to find amazing locations Mm, you've been doing quite a lot as well haven't you live streams yeah I just did one um, that's at one uh, at the fort at that festival place but I just did another one and it will come out on Saturday and that was on the Euromast it's called it's the biggest tower in Rotterdam oh, and we wow. just did that two days ago yeah and it was amazing as well wow do you do all of your social media yourself yeah everything yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. nice because I'm a perfectionist with this you know so you, you are know. a perfectionist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. If Egbert is doing something for me, then he always has to do it again and again. And then uh, he's like, oh, I have to teach you how you do it. And then I have to do it myself. <laughs> do you enjoy doing it, though? Do you enjoy your, you know, creating content and, and communicating online? Because some yeah. people don't so much, but other people really do. And you can tell when people do. Oh, sure. No, I actually really like it. And I really also understand if you don't like it. For example, Egbert hates it. He's really, really no, he, he has no passion for it. It's not hating it, but he's not the one who yeah, has anything from it. I don't know. But I like it. I always like social media. I do think there are also negative things uh, coming with it, but um, it, it always worked for me. Um, and I find it also very interesting what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. And yeah, I, we just tried so much that we found out, okay, videos like this work or this, these videos are too dark it doesn't work, you know? So got kind of a recipe. Yeah, yeah, a recipe, a recipe. Mm-hmm. Um, this question kind of doesn't really go in with the time because obviously we're not traveling right now. But I was curious to know anyway, seeing as you are a, a new... Ch- a nutritionist yeah how do you normally stay healthy when you're mm. on the road <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm not sure if I am staying healthy when I'm on the road I I, I don't know <laughs> you can try to work out yeah, um, 
I am you very when you hotels and stuff. Ah, I try. Sometimes when I'm having a tour very far away, then uh, it really helps to fight the jet lag. That that really works. If you are in Chile, uh, in Argentina, and then uh, you try, to, you can either say, "Okay, I'm sleeping in the same times like at home," yeah, or you completely adapt directly to the new time. For me, it works better if I stay in my zone. You know, even okay. yeah, even if that means that I'm sleeping during the day, but that doesn't always work with the flights. You know, you just yeah. have to go to the airport again. And then if you're so tired and uh, you you get yourself into the gym and you really manage to work out, that really helps. Mm. But it's very hard. <laughs> I was going to say that I always, yeah. I always think, like, it must be so difficult, especially going from, like, one continent to the other and only being mm -hmm. there for a day or two. I know, I guess everybody has their own ways, but... Yeah, that's an interesting one. You're staying in your own time yeah. zone and sleeping when... Yeah, that really helps. That really helps. Um, it depends to which direction. So I forget now which one is better. I think to the west is better. But yeah. I have uh, <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do really care about my food um, because I'm very sensitive to wheat and to milk products. Oh, okay. And I don't eat meat, so it makes it very difficult. <laughs> Before, I, I just avoided milk products and meat. Yeah. But now I also have to uh, avoid pasta, bread, and everything, so there's not really anything left no. for me. Yeah. yeah. I have um, something called histamine intolerance, and histamine yeah. is like in Ooh, tomatoes, spinach, yeah. chocolate, wine and like so many things so I know how mm. it feels oh my god yeah and especially when you're traveling then I always feel really like embarrassed when I'm when I'm at a restaurant I'm like can I have this but without this without this without this, yeah I have that too I feel so bad as well you know all the good things and I'm saying oh without this without this without that oh my yeah. god no I know it's so annoying um mm. would you be up for a really quick round of quick fire questions yeah let's try that all right okay What is the last item of clothing that you brought? Oh, I have them here. You want to see? Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, it's these ones. Oh, wow. Yeah, they yes. are nice. Yeah, right? Because they were sold out, but I found them. I love them. They, yeah. what, have they just arrived? Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> Fresh. Fresh. <laughs> what did you have for breakfast this morning? Oatmeal with oat milk. Oatmeal with oat milk. Yeah. <laughs> What is the strangest thing that you've ever been given at a gig? A Barbie doll. A Barbie doll? Yeah, and I don't know. It, 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 at first I thought, oh, it should be me. You know, like it's a recreation <laughs> of me, but it wasn't. And, and Oh, yeah, and it even had a mermaid tail. <laughs> and I did, really didn't understand, but I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> Was it blonde Barbie as well? Yeah. Random. <laughs> Very random, yes. <laughs> Favorite ever movie? Um, oh, oh, that's hard one. Forrest mm -hmm. Gump. Forrest Gump. Yeah. Best hangover food? French fries. Oh, yeah, 
If you could get in the studio with any artist, who would it be? Giovanni um, Carozza, I really like. Which is the app that you use the most on your phone after like the usual Instagram, WhatsApp? Uh, <laughs> the wind app. The wind finder, we call that, because we have to check if the wind is good for kite surfing. Ah, yeah. nice one. Yeah. Which is, what's the emoji that you use the most? Yeah, I think it's a smiling, because I'm, I, I, yeah, me and Egbert, we are writing. Of course, now we don't write much, but um, normally it's always funny, you know, so smiling. Smiling. smiling emoji, yeah. But you're a very smiley person, so yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> And finally, uh, obviously, this this podcast is called "Can You Put Me on Guest List?" So, do you have a guest list rule? Um, a rule in what kind of sense? That uh, like, just if you're gonna be on guest list, then make sure you turn up, or only oh. person, or just anything like that. Mm, no, I don't have a rule, but you have to ask uh, politely, you know. Then. Uh, yeah, sometimes even if someone writes me on Instagram um, and I, I find it nice how he approached me, then I'm like, okay, you can go. <laughs> oh, you're so yeah. sweet. That's so, so sweet. And is there anything that you're really looking forward to in 2021? Yeah, well, we all look forward to go to festivals and yes. clubs again. I really don't know when it's going to happen. Um, I just uh, also look forward to um, hug people again you know that is that I'm missing and I think it's very scary that sometimes even with Egbert I have it already that I'm like oh my god I'm too close to him yeah and and that's scary because I don't want that that's not no. cool so I hope that that will change again it's really strange like even now when you look watch tv or you, I don't know just you look at videos from 2019 yeah like seeing people close together it's like weird to see it now isn't it's it like, like why are they doing that, you know? <laughs> separate them, separate them. They're not allowed. <laughs> You're not allowed to do that. I know, it's yeah. so mad. It's mad. Yeah, that's I really just, bad. Yeah, and I just hope that we don't have to wear masks for like, I don't yeah. know, is it, is it obli- obligatory to wear them over there? Yeah, only um, inside, like supermarkets and everything. Yeah, but you know one thing I won't miss, um, here in the Netherlands and also in Switzerland, we always gave three kisses with uh, saying hello. Yeah, you do. To everyone. And I, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not a touchy person like that, you know. Sometimes I found it a bit too much to be so close three times that I don't need anymore. Sorry, like I've given you one, I've given you another. Do you really? And another. Yeah. I don't know. No, and the worst thing is, like, anybody that's not from Holland, that always just leaves them hanging, like... Yeah, and then it's like, ah, oh, it's three here. Oh, my God, sorry, I didn't know. <laughs> Literally. So funny. Yeah. Lily, listen, thank you so, so much. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you and yeah, you know, nice. learn more about your journey and just have a, a bit of a giggle. It's been a... Lovely little lunch break here. So thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you too. (laughs) And um, yeah, I hope I get to see you in person soon. I hope so too, really. (laughs) Thank you so much. Okay, goodbye.